0: Next Chapter Podcasts.
1: Hey, Play On Podcast listeners. I want you to be a part of the cast. Become a supporting cast member with Play On Podcasts for just $5 a month. Get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. I talk to actors, playwrights, directors, and producers from the worlds of theater and Hollywood. Pulling back the curtain on why they got into their profession, why these stories are so relevant today, and providing context on the process of making these plays in the podcast format. You'll enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On Podcast series, and maybe even a gift or two. Head over to playonpodcasts.com, click Supporting Cast, and join the club today. We so love creating this content for you, and we hope you'll support us so we can bring you inside this rejuvenated, reimagined, Shakespearean world. Join the cast. Supporting cast. Go to ncpodcasts.com.
2: Next Chapter Podcasts, in collaboration with Fiasco Theater, presents the Play On Podcast series Measure for Measure. Episode 3 A Shameful Ransom. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Let your own intellect judge what is true and banish falsehoods hiding in plain view. He's hearing
3: a petition. He'll call you back. He's hearing a petition. He'll be back. He's hearing a petition. He'll be back. Oh, Provost. He's hearing a petition. He'll be back. I'll tell him that you're here. Please do. I'll know his pleasure. Perhaps he'll relent. Alas, the boy's offense was done unthinkingly. All factions age a smack of this vice, and he's to die for it?
4: Now what's the matter? Provost.
3: Is it your wish that Claudio die tomorrow?
4: Did I not say so? Yes, you have your orders.
3: Why do you ask again? Lest I might be too rash. If you'll excuse my boldness, I have seen when, after execution, judges have repented of their sentence. Let such concerns
4: be mine. You do your office,
3: or give up your place and you'll be spared the task. I beg your pardon. What's to be done, sir, with the laboring Juliet? She's very near her hour.
4: Dispose with her to some suitable place, and that with speed.
2: One Isabel, a sister, desires access to you.
4: He has a sister.
3: I, my good lord, a very virtuous maid, and to be shortly of a sisterhood, if not already.
4: Well, let her be admitted. See that the fornicatress be removed. Let her have needful, but not lavish, means. That will put things in order. Mm,
2: Isabella and one Lucio? God
4: save your honor. Stay a little while, Provost. You're welcome. What's your will?
5: I am a woeful suitor to your honor. I beg your honor's ear.
4: Well? What's your suit?
5: There is a vice... That I do most abhor, and most desire should meet the blow of justice, for which I would not plead, but that I must. For which I must not plead, but that I am at war, twixt will and will not. To the point? I have a brother who's condemned to die. I do beseech you to condemn the fault, but not my brother. I pray she moves him.
4: Condemn the fault? But not the actor of it? Why, every fault's condemned by definition. And mine would be a meaningless function to find the fault according to statute, but let escape
5: the actor. Just but severe law. I had a brother then. Heaven keep your honor. Do you
3: not give in so easy. Entreat him. Kneel down before him, hang upon but- his cloak.
4: You are too cold. So tame is your request, I'd scarce expect him to pass you a cup.
5: To him, I say. Must he needs die?
4: Maiden, no
5: remedy. Yes. I do think you might pardon him, and neither heaven nor man grieve at the mercy. I will not do it. But could you if you wished? I do not wish, therefore I cannot do. But might you do? And do the world no wrong? If so your heart were moved to compassion as mine to him?
4: He's sentenced, it's too late.
5: You are too cold. Too late? Why no? When I do speak a word, I then may take it back. Well, believe this no ceremony that great men are owed, not the king's crown, nor the deputized sword, the marshal's bludgeon, nor the judge's robe, become them with one half so good a grace as mercy does. If he had been as you, and you were he, you would have slipped like him. But he, like you, would not have been so stern.
4: Pray you be gone.
5: I would to heaven I had your power, and you were Isabel. Would things be thus? No. I would show you how to be a judge and how a prisoner.
0: I move him, that's the vein.
4: Your brother's life is forfeit to the law, and you are wasting words.
5: In heaven's name! Why, all the souls that were were forfeit once and he that is best vantage to condemn instead found remedy. Who would you be if he who is the top of judgment had but judged you as you are? Oh, think of that, and mercy then will breathe out of your lips like a man saved.
4: Please be assured, fair mate. It is the law, not I, condemns your brother. Were he my kinsman, brother, or my son, this still would be his fate. He dies tomorrow.
5: Tomorrow? Oh, that's sudden! Spare him! Spare him! He's not prepared for death. Even in our kitchens we kill the fowl in season. Shall we serve heaven with less respect than we do minister to our stomachs? Good my lord, consider, who is it that hath died for this offense? There's many have committed it. Aye, well said. This
4: law has not been dead, though it has slept those many had not dared to do this evil, if he that first this edict did infringe had answered for his deed. The law has waked, takes note of what it sees, and like a prophet looks in a glass to see what future evils man's frailty has conceived and nourishes, future evils now waiting to be born. It is those future evils that his death will stem, for on that day they'll end. Yet show some pity. I show it most of all when I show justice, for then I pity those I've not yet met, whom a dismissed (laughs) offense today would later harm. And do him right that answering for one wrong lives not to act another. Be satisfied. Your brother dies tomorrow. Be content.
5: So you must be the first that gives this sentence, and he that suffers it. Oh, it is excellent to have a giant's strength, but it is tyrannous to use it like a giant. That's well said. If great men thundered as Jove himself, then Jove would never cease. For every paltry, petty officer would use God's heaven for thunder, nothing but thunder. Merciful heaven. Your sharp and sulfurous bolt would sooner split the unbending and stubbornly gnarled oak than the soft myrtle. But man, proud man, dressed in a little brief authority, most ignorant of what he's most assured. Life's transience comes like an angry ape, plays such appalling tricks before high heaven as make the angels weep. If they could laugh, they'd laugh themselves to death. You will relent?
3: Yes. He's coming round, I feel it.
5: My lord. Not all men can be weighed the same. Great men may jest with saints. It's wit in them. But in lesser men, foul profanity. What in the captain's but an angry word is in the soldier a flat blasphemy. Why
4: do you thrust these quotes upon me?
5: Because authority, like man, is flawed. And yet, we have a medicine within may skim the vice of the top. Go to your heart, knock there, and ask your bosom what it knows that's like my brother's fault. If it confess a natural sinfulness such as is his, then don't allow a word to cross your tongue against my brother's life.
4: She speaks. There's such sense, that my sense breathes with it. Farewell.
5: Gentle, my lord, turn back!
4: I'll think on this. Come again tomorrow.
5: Oh, hear how I'll bribe you, my good lord. Turn back!
4: What? Bribe me?
5: Yes, with such gifts that heaven shall share with you.
0: You'd have marred your
5: case otherwise. Not with fond shekels of the purest gold or gemstones raided either rich or poor as fashion values them but with true prayers that shall rise up to heaven entering there at sunrise prayers from untainted souls from fasting maids their minds dedicated to nothing earthly
4: well uh, uh, come to me tomorrow
5: go on it's well away my good lord heaven keep your honor safe
4: Amen, for I am that way headed to temptation, where prayers cross. Uh,
5: At what hour tomorrow shall I attend your lordship? <clears throat> Any time before noon. Save your honor.
4: From you? From your virtue? What's this? What's this? Is this her fault or mine? The tempter or the tempted, who sins more? Not she, nor does she tempt. But it is I that, lying by the violet in the sun, rot as the carrion does, not as the flower, corrupted by virtuous light. Can it be that modesty may more seduce our sense than wantonness? There's foul wasteland enough. How can I wish to pillage sacred ground and pitch my evils there? God, no, no, no. What are you doing? Who are you, Angelo? Do you foully desire her for those traits that make her good? So let her brother live? No, thieves for all their sins gain permission when judges themselves steal.
1: My <clears throat> Lord Angelo.
4: Ah, oh. <clears throat> hello? What? Do I love her? That I desire to hear her speak again? To feast upon her eyes? What is this dream? Oh, cunning devil, to catch a saint where the saint baits the hook! Most dangerous is the temptation that does goad us on to sin and loving virtue! Never could the whore, with all her lewd, licentious art, once stir my desire. But this pure maid subdues me quite.
1: My Lord Angelo. Until now, when men felt
4: love, I smiled and wondered how.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Huh.
0: Ah, hail provost. Hmm. Which is who I think you are?
3: I am the provost. (sighs) What's your will, good friar?
0: Compelled by my charity and by my blessed order, I come to call on the afflicted souls that dwell within this prison.
3: Where are you from?
0: Um, Not of this country, though my... Chance is now to stay here for some time. I am a brother of a gracious order, late come from Rome. On a special business from his holiness. My, my, my name is my, my name is Friar Lodovic. Lodovic? It's Lodovic. 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 Yeah. I beg you, show me to the prisoners and let me visit them and and, and please describe the the nature of their Crimes that I may minister to them accordingly.
3: <sighs> I would do even more if it were needful. Thank you. This way. Here stands a gentlewoman of our town. Hmm. Her name is Juliet. In succumbing to the flaws of her youth, she splistered that good name. She is with child, and he that did it, sentenced. A young man, if you ask me, more suited to another such offence than die for it.
0: And when must he die?
3: I do believe tomorrow.
0: (sighs) Um, Do you repent, fair one, the sin you carry?
2: I do, and bear the shame penitently.
0: I'll teach you how to test your conscience and try your penitence if it is sound or hollowly put on.
2: I'll gladly learn.
0: Um, Now, do you love him who wronged you?
2: Yes, as I love the woman who wronged him.
0: So then it seems your most sinful offence was mutually committed? Mutually. And yet your sin is heavier than his.
2: I do confess this, and repent it, Father.
0: Well, yes, as you should. Uh, but, but don't repent, daughter, because the light has fallen on your shame and grieve for your own self instead of heaven, honouring heaven not from love of good, but only out of fear. I do
2: repent it, for it was a sin. I take the shame with joy.
0: Well, then that, then that is good. <clears throat> uh, your partner, as I hear, uh, must die tomorrow. What? I will attempt to lend him spiritual counsel. Uh, <sighs> uh, 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 Grace, <sighs> Grace, go with you. <clears throat> Uh, Bénédicité.
2: Must I tomorrow? Oh, injurious love that respits uh. me alive life where every comfort is still a dying horror! Uh. Oh, God. Uh, Friar? Friar?
0: Jesus, that was terrible.
4: Oh,! Oh! God, what is wrong with me? I try to pray and think, but thought and prayer go separate ways. God has my empty words while my imagining, deaf to my tongue, anchors on Isabel. God in my mouth, as if I knelt and only chewed his name, but in my heart the strong and swelling desire plants its seed. My studies on state, now like a good book that's been read too much, grow tedious. My gravity of thought, wherein let no man hear me, I take pride. I'd freely trade now for a nothing feather that beats the air in vain. power. How often do you, with your state, your dress, wrench awe from fools and manacle the wise to your false image? Blood, you are blood. We write good angel on the devil's horn that does not make it true. Uh, what now? Who's here?
2: One Isabel, a sister, desires access to you.
4: Show her the way. Oh, heaven. Why does my blood so muster to my heart, making it both unfit to serve itself, and dispossessing all my other parts of their ability? I am a man desperate for air, beset by suffocating throngs, whose helping hands deprive him of the very thing he needs. Good day, fair maid.
5: I've come to know your pleasure.
4: It would please me more if you already knew it than ask me what it is. Your brother cannot live.
5: I see. Heaven keep your honor.
4: Yet he may live a while, and it may be as long as you or I, yet he must die.
5: Under your sentence? Yes. When? I beseech you. In what time he has, be it long or short, he must be so prepared to save his soul. Shame on these
4: filthy vices. Might as well pardon a murderer who from this world has stolen life, as I might pardon him whose wanton pleasures do indulge the sin of fathering false children like so many counterfeit coins to wrongly take a life is venal twin to spreading seeds for weeds in common gardens.
5: It's written so in heaven, but not on earth.
4: Is this so? Well then, let me ask you quick. Which would you rather? That the most just law now claim your brother's life, or to save him? You give your body to the same sweet sin as she that he has stained.
5: Sir, believe this. I'd give my body, but
4: I'd never give my soul. I speak not of your soul. A sin compelled weighs not on one's account. Uh, What do you mean? No, I can't promise that, for I could make the opposite argument. Tell me this. I, now the voice of the recorded law, pronounce a sentence on your brother's life. Might there not be charity in a sin to save a brother's life?
5: Then do so, please. I'll take your soul's peril upon mine own. It's not a sin at all, but charity.
4: If you do this, imperil in your soul. The sin is voided by the charity.
5: That I beg for his life. If it's a sin, in heaven's name I'll bear it. Grant my suit, and if this is a sin, each morning's prayer I'll dedicate to take your sin as mine. You'll never answer for it.
4: But hear me, you do not follow. Either you're ignorant, or seem so guilefully, and that's not good.
5: Let me be ignorant, and not better than that I know I'm ignorant.
4: A saying that the wise use to extol their wisdom with false modesty, as veils and masks proclaim hidden beauty more loudly than a full display could do. Listen, to be heard plainly, I'll be crass. Your brother is to die. So? And his offense is such, and this is plain that he's bound to this punishment by law. True. Suppose there is no way to save his life. I don't subscribe to this, nor any theory. I oppose a question. But that you, his sister, finding yourself desired by such a person, whose influence with the judge or own great place could save your brother from the manacles of the all-binding law, and that there was no earthly means to save him, but that you must lay down here the treasures of your body to this supposed person, or he dies, what would you do?
5: As much for my poor brother as for myself. That is, were it on terms of life and death, the lash of whips I'd wear as proud as rubies. I'd strip myself for death as for a bed where I have longed to rest before I'd yield my body up to shame.
4: Then your brother must die.
5: It is the cheaper way. Better that a brother die, and at once, than that a sister, by redeeming him, should die forever.
4: Are you not then as cruel as the sentence that you have slandered so?
5: A shameful ransom and a free pardon live in two different houses. Lawful mercy bears no relation to foul redemption.
4: Only just now you called the law a tyrant and tried to prove the sin of your brother more merriment than vice.
5: Oh, pardon me, my lord. It oft occurs to get our wants we say what we don't mean— I somewhat do excuse the thing I hate, to redeem him whom I do dearly love.
4: We are all frail.
5: (laughs) Else let my brother die, if there is no man here but only he who practices this weakness.
4: No, but women are frail too.
5: Yes, as the mirrors where we view ourselves, as likely to reflect us as to crack. Women, heaven help us. Men debase themselves in profiting by us. We're ten times frail, for we are soft as our complexions are and vulnerable to false words.
4: I agree. And from this testimony of your own sex, since I believe we're made to be no stronger than faults may shake our frames, let me be bold. I'll take you at your words. Be what you are. That is a woman, no more and no less. If you're a woman, as is well expressed in all external aspects, show it now by putting on your destined livery.
5: Um, I know no tongue but one. My gentle lord, I beg you to speak in clear language.
4: Plainly conceive. I love you.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, my brother did love Juliet, and you tell me he shall die for it.
4: Uh, No, he shall not, Isabel, if you give me
5: love. (laughs) A a, a man in your position might entrap, by feigning foul intent you do not feel, thus uh, testing me. Believe
4: me, on mine honor, my words express my purpose.
5: Well, there is no honor if I must believe this most malignant purpose. Imposter! Uh, uh, I will expose you, Angelo! No, 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 no. Watch out! Sign me an instant pardon for my brother, or with an outstretched throat, I'll tell the world what sort of man you are.
4: (gasps) Who will believe you, Isabel? My unsoiled name the austereness of my life. My oath against yours, my place in the state, would so your accusation overweigh that you would choke on your very report and smell of slander. (laughs) So I have begun. And now I'll let my senses take the reins. Give your consent to my sharp appetite. Lay aside nicety and tedious blushes that only swell my purpose save your brother by yielding up your body to my will, or else he must not only die the death, but your unkindness will his death draw out to lingering suffering. Answer me tomorrow, or by the affection that now guides me most, I'll turn a tyrant to him. As for you, say what you wish. My false outweighs your true.
1: (laughs)
5: should I complain? Did I tell this? Who would believe me? Oh, treacherous mouths that have in them the tongue that can dispense either the condemnation or assent, forcing the law to curtsy to their will, harnessing right and wrong to the appetite to follow as it draws how to my brother though he hath sinned in passion of the blood still he has in him such strength and honor that had he twenty heads to offer down on twenty bloody blocks he'd yield them up before his sister should stoop her body to such a horrid pollution so Isabel live chaste and brother die more than my brother is my chastity. I'll tell him first of Angelo's request and then suit his mind for death, for his soul's rest.
2: The on podcast series Measure for Measure was translated into modern English verse by Aditi Brennan Kapil and directed by Jesse Austrian. The cast is as follows Kimberly Chatterjee as Aeschylus, Juliet, and Mariana. Noah Brody as Pompey. Emily Young as Isabella and Mistress Overdone. Ben Steinfeld as Lucio and Froth. Andy Grote Lucian as Duke. Tina Chillip as Provost and Francisca. Devin E. Hawk as Claudio, Barnadine, and Second Gentleman. Paco Tolson as Elbow, Aporson, Friar Peter, and First Gentleman. Paul L. Coffey as Angelo. Jesse Austrian as Receptionist and Miscellaneous Voices. Michael Goodfriend, Miscellaneous Voices. Casting by the Telsey office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Faux. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton and Nat Cassidy. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer Transcend Streaming Kira Bowie and Liana Keyes. Managing producer Robert Cappadona. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series, Measure for Measure is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts in collaboration with Fiasco Theater and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play on Shakespeare. Visit fiascotheater.com to learn more about their exciting upcoming productions and workshops. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by subscribing to Play on Premium at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, let your own intellect judge what is true and banish falsehoods hiding in plain view.
0: Next Chapter Podcasts